This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Forget the frustration of picking commerce platforms when you switch your business to Shopify, the global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell. With Shopify, you'll harness the same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands. Sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash tech, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash tech. History repeats itself. The idea that this has all happened before and will happen again is particularly relevant in the field of UAP. The recent hearings in Congress on the UFO UAP issue are not the first. Fifty years ago, other such hearings were held, though nothing came of them. But let me tell you a tale of two U.S. Senators, one a Republican and one a Democrat, one long ago and the other more recent. The first was one Senator Barry Goldwater, who was a longtime Republican senator from Arizona and prominent presidential candidate. Senator Goldwater once recounted that he had heard rumors of recovered materials from a UFO and that they were being held at Wright-Patterson Air Force Base. He called his friend, United States Air Force General Curtis LeMay, and asked to see the object or objects. The general immediately became angry and, in the senator's words, cussed him out and told him to never ask about that subject again. That would seemingly be the end of it, but it wasn't. Just before his recent death, former U.S. Senate Majority Leader Harry Reid, a Democrat from Nevada, stated that he had always heard during his time in Congress that Lockheed Martin was in the possession of a downed UAP. Like Goldwater, he asked to see it, but was flatly denied, despite holding high-level clearance as a ranking U.S. Senator. The point is, the investigation of this issue is very much bipartisan and apolitical, and it keeps recurring, and for good reason. It's entirely possible that UAP represent an aviation hazard, regardless of their origin, or could represent a nation-state leapfrogging the U.S. in drone technology. And it is plausible that whatever they are, they are not of human origin. My guest today is on the committee that held the UAP hearing within the U.S. House of Representatives, and he asked a question regarding recovered materials from UAP. The answer to that was no, and I quote, The UAP task force doesn't have any wreckage that isn't explainable, that isn't consistent with being of terrestrial origin. An interesting answer indeed. The UAP task force doesn't have anything. But that doesn't speak to the Pentagon itself. As you know, I recently interviewed a Republican congressman on this issue, so in the interest of balance, here's an interview with a Democratic congressman. I give my usual caveat here. As you know, I am an apolitical interviewer. But when interviewing a politician, they can get political, though this one really didn't. So if that's not your cup of tea, then give this one a pass and treat this interview as a bonus episode. And the usual science content will be out as usual on Thursday. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. 
When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. In today's episode, John is joined by Congressman Raja Krishnamurthy. Congressman Raja Krishnamurthy represents the 8th District of Illinois, which includes Chicago's west and northwest suburbs. He serves on the House Permanent Select Committee on Intelligence. He earned a bachelor's degree in mechanical engineering from Princeton University and received his Juris Doctor from Harvard Law School. Representative Raja Krishnamurthy, welcome to the program. Hey, thanks so much for having me, John. Now, recently, Congressman, the House looked into the issue of UAP and had the DOD come in and testify, and you asked a number of questions. But I want to ask you first, when you walked out of that hearing, were you satisfied with what they told you? Well, that first hearing was an open hearing. And so when I walked out, I still had a number of questions that were outstanding, and some of them they asked that I wait until the closed door session in the classified briefing. So um, I guess I was in suspense. Now, have the classified briefings happened, the closed session? Yes, they, they happened that same day, later on in the day. Anything uh, you can tell us about that? I mean, was it interesting or more interesting than the open briefing? It was fascinating. I have to say, uh, I have not been to hearings like that. <laughs> in my six years in Congress, and arguably there haven't been hearings like that for 50 years. So uh, it was really um, uh, an incredible set of hearings. Now, the possibility of further hearings, is that there? I mean, is this going to be an ongoing thing or was that it? I hope they will be ongoing because the the office that was represented at, at those hearings was recently stood up. And so they still have a lot of work to do. And I think that, you know, given our oversight duties, it'll be appropriate for them to come in and update us. And uh, we certainly will have ongoing questions. Now, what about transparency? Um, when they do their investigations from here on out, as they're planned, I mean, there's a lot that they can't tell us because of obviously national security concerns. But do you think that the uh, Pentagon is, is set to be semi-open about this with the public? I think so. I think there's been a real shift in uh, their thinking about these issues. You know, maybe previously there was a stigma attached with uh, information on, on sightings of UAPs or un unidentified aerial phenomenon. And now I think there's more of an openness. And I think that uh, part of the thinking now is the more open that they are about these issues, the more cooperation they can get from other governmental bodies and even non-governmental bodies that might, or even individual citizens who might be citing these UAPs and, 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 and they want to learn more about them. So it's good to be transparent. Oh, of course. Uh, now you asked, uh, well, you asked a bunch of interesting questions, but one in particular was about wreckage. Now, the late Senator Harry Reid had 
in in the media mentioned that he'd always heard in Washington, and of course Washington is a, a place of rumors that there were recovered materials, and in his case, he said Lockheed Martin has has them. Now, um, have you heard anything about that? What prompted you to ask that question? I think I was just asking that that question um, as a logical follow up to what the uh, the witnesses had said previously about what they had seen. And I, I, I didn't learn anything that day that would at least at, at this point substantiate what uh, Harry Reid had said. Um, but that doesn't mean that there isn't more information out there that, that needs to be gleaned. One of the things that was interesting about the hearing was this particular uh, agency um, doesn't necessarily have visibility into all branches of the government and their their own um, experiences with UAPs. Um, this is primarily an agency that's that's stood up by the Air Force, and um, you know they 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 really focus on it. Seems to me, you know, what uh, uh, pilots, uh, whether they're in the Air Force or the Navy, have seen, especially in training areas. Um, they're starting to have more interaction with airports and the FAA, but there's so much more to, as you as you as you can imagine, um, there's so much more possibilities in terms of what other branches of government uh, and others have seen. So we really need to have greater visib. We need them to have greater visibility into the rest of government, and of course, more communication with others too. Well, one has to wonder, too, is that, you know, OK, we know the Navy sees stuff and we can infer the Air Force does. But has anybody ever asked, like, the Coast Guard, you know, <laughs> I mean, do they have encounters with UAP? That's that's exactly right. And I I, I started to broach that subject at, at one point in the open session. And I think they gave me a uh, uh, an indication that they're trying to reach out to more of these uh, types of agencies. I'm hopeful that we can really um, have a clearinghouse, if you will, of this information in one place and that the other agencies will um, want to share that information. But as you know, there's always a little bit of bureaucratic inertia in government and uh, there's always some turf issues. And so hopefully we can you know, break down those silos and deal with the turf issues and make sure that this group uh, has access to everything. Now about funding, do you think that there is widespread support in the House among your colleagues to fund this uh, investigation and clearinghouse? I think so. I think uh, there's a very real concern about these aerial phenomenon actually being perhaps the latest technology that some of our adversaries, whether it's the Chinese Communist Party or the Russians or a non-state actor might possess that we we just simply have not seen before. And I think it reflects maybe a newfound humility that perhaps some of our adversaries are advancing faster than, than we thought with regard to different technologies. Uh, and so I, for that reason alone, I think there's bipartisan support for this, this type of funding. Yeah, well, certainly. And you also have to think about things like flight hazards, you know, for commercial aircraft and things like that. It's something we need to know about, you know. That's exactly right. And as you could tell from 
even the videos that they released at the open hearings, uh, you know, in that one instance where Mr. Bray had said they resolved one of those UAPs into being uh, a set of drones, um, you know, that that in and of itself is really important because drones are fast becoming, um, you know, uh, more common uh, and and. They're in all kinds of places that people hadn't expected, and and pilots need to know about those as well. Yeah, and it also regulation. Um, I mean, I know we already have regulations on how high drones can fly, but the fact is there are drones that can exceed that, you know, and become a flight hazard, especially if you're in a holding pattern of an airport, sure. you know. So yeah. we need our we need our, our our thumb on the pulse of that to make sure that there's not you know a, an incident. And 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 remember. You know, when you're traveling in an F-16 or an F-35 or any of these extremely fast uh, fighter jets that we have, uh, unless, you know, they have an ability to uh, track these things from miles away uh, and to be able to keep them out of uh, the training grounds or airspace, there could be a collision and it could go really bad. Um, in fact, at the hearing, I asked uh, the witnesses, you know, have there been any collisions with UAPs? And they said there were 11 near misses, which was new information. Yeah, and that's it's disconcerting because you could down an FA-18, you know, <laughs> um, with a drone. And it, to have that capability in, you know, in someone else's hands, it's an easy capability. Uh, so you wonder about battlefield conditions where there's a bunch of drones flying around trying to take down, you know, aircraft just by getting sucked in. That's exactly right. Uh, especially if they might be air, they might be drones that don't have a heat signature or no obvious propulsion uh, associated with them. Uh, these are the types of kind of technical concerns that drive, I think, the bipartisan uh, inquiry and concern about these UAPs. Now, in regards to classification, and you know, we keep a lot of things classified that that maybe might not warrant it. Um, do you think that there is a problem within government with overclassification, just going too far with it? Um, that's, that's a well-documented problem, actually, that there's, there's a lot of information that is overclassified. Um, and because of that, it, it renders the truly, you know, truly valuable information, um, perhaps um, its classification less meaningful. And so there's a general, I don't don't know, school of thought might be too strong a word, but that we need to be very careful about what information is uh, deemed classified. And then, as you know, within classification, there's a number of levels uh, as well uh, of classification. And so uh, this is something that that needs to be reviewed, and certainly for UAPs, I think that's the same uh, issue that we need to contend with. And one wonders, I mean, for example, sensor data that's mentioned in the report to Congress, the initial one, um, the declassified one, that you know they have sensor data, and some of the sensor data goes back to 2004. And one wonders, that was almost 20 years. You know, are those systems still you know sensitive enough to warrant classification of, of, of radar data? It's a good question. I I think that 
we're we're going to be increasingly asking these questions of of officials at DOD and elsewhere, which is what's the reasoning behind the classification and 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 would we be better off declassifying some of this information so that it encourages that cooperation that we're talking about with others. Um, you know, one very interesting aspect of all of this is that we also need to potentially cooperate with other governments on this particular issue because um, they might have interesting insights uh, and, you know, we, we, we need, especially with our allied partners and uh, strategic partners around the world, we, we do want to have a situation where we can, we can learn from each other and uh, uh, hopefully get to the bottom of what these UAPs are. Yeah, definitely. It's crucial because, I mean, we're not the only country with aircraft carriers, you know, Britain, France, et cetera. Correct. That, that we can we can talk with and try to compare notes <laughs> and see Correct. if they see if they see things and that we don't, you know, or if we're the only ones, which would be scary. <laughs> that, yeah. that would be a national security thing if we're the only ones that see this. <laughs> I know I, it would be really uh a bad thing if, if we said this and they're like, what are you talking about? We've never seen anything like this. Uh, and, and so then, you know, it, it's, a, it's just a fascinating issue. Um, I think that what I really, I have to just tell you that, you know, in general, the intelligence committee right now is operating very well in terms of its, the bipartisan focus. Obviously the Ukraine war has focused uh, a lot of us, in the right direction um, and, and, and kind of re- reminded us of our purpose and, and unity. But uh, even with regard to this UAP issue, I sensed a real collective kind of um, inquiry and a lot of curi- curious minds, so to speak, uh, trying to figure out like what, what's really going on here. All right, uh, Representative, thank you for appearing with us today, and I wish you great luck in pursuing this. Uh, Keep going. Keep going. Hey, thank you so much, John. Appreciate your interest.